Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network's video game branch of reviews, because we're here to review the very famous Gran Turismo video game that uh, was based on the famous film from 2023, uh, the ripoff of the 2023 film Gran Turismo. Uh, We had so little to say about driving around a track uh, that we decided instead we pivot, and today we review Farm Simulator, the motion picture. Uh, Yay! <laughs> all those great simulation films are getting confusing, but uh, Gran Turismo, the uh, 2023 Neil Blomkamp film. I don't know if you're familiar with Neil Blomkamp from the director who brought you District 9, Academy uh, Award I, Best Picture nominated film, District 9. I know the name. I know that film. I've never seen it, but yeah. Starring the guy from Quantum of Solace who is obnoxious on the plane. And the guy from the Lord of the Rings movies who had really nice blonde hair and some kid that I don't really care for. Um, I don't know anything else about him. And apparently one of the Spice Girls yeah. uh, is in this film. You didn't know that? that was I, I, I she, found out after the movie was over. I'll talk about it. She has a very big connection to the motor racing world. So we can talk about that. Oh, okay. I mean, she, she was the real person that they decided to swap genders on in this movie because women aren't allowed to drive in movies just in real life. Uh, but uh, we're we're gonna have so much to talk about in this review, from driving to video games to Spice Girls. Um, my name is Colin, and these lentils are quite nice. And my name is Ben. And <laughs> don't even know. Was there any quotes in this movie? <laughs> Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom. Was... I'm back in a movie. <laughs> uh, this movie, I I didn't know it existed. I didn't know it was even being made until I saw the first trailer a couple of months ago. And as soon as the trailer was playing, I'm like, oh, there's some real sports film. And then it comes up Gran Turismo. I'm like, oh, so this is a based on video game movie. And then it says inspired by a true story. I'm like, oh, apparently it was a real story. Um, I don't know how much of this was real. I did some research and it seems like everything in this was real, but very scattered and all over the place and stretched over multi years. And they condensed it into about six months, I think. Um, but I wasn't yeah i guess down on it when i saw the trailer i'm like well that looks like it could be pretty good for a gran turismo movie uh and i'm not quite sure how i feel about this movie after seeing it i think there's good things about it but like i i feel like this is a well-made movie with a really bad script and it gave me a lot of bohemian rhapsody vibes in weird ways It, it just a true story that they felt like they had to dramatize for no reason and an unlikable lead where it's not really the lead's fault it's the way that they they write him in the movie it's just ah I'm still I'm still kind of up in the air on this one. Yeah, it's um. Uh, first of all, can we just correct ourselves? This movie, of course, is called Gran Turismo, based on a true story. I don't know, like in Canada, is that how it's marketed? In Australia, it's like like literally when I bought the ticket to this movie, it says 
Gran Turismo based on a true story. Like it's on the like that's part of the the title now. Like it's really really weird. Um, yeah, I'm a bit the same as you. I didn't realize this was a thing until a few months ago, and. You know, I mean, obviously I'm a Formula One fan, but I think we talked about like in Russia and that, like that doesn't really translate a lot into other motorsport. Like I don't dislike motor racing. It's just, I'm mainly, it's like reality TV. Like I like Survivor and then I kind of, you know, I'll pay attention to some of the other stuff. So, you know, you see this and you're kind of like, okay. And I sort of was slightly familiar with the story of the real life guy This that this is based on, Jay, Jan Mardenbra. I'd sort of heard about him because he sort of relate, raced in some of the junior categories to Formula One as opposed to also just racing in the type of cars you see in this movie. I played Gran Turismo a little bit growing up. I was mm-hmm. never an absolute obsessive like some people, but I owned at least a couple of the games. And my memories of Gran Turismo is it takes you like 20 hours to get a license before you can even own a decent yeah. car. Um, so I'm like, it's going to be two hours of just watching people get licenses. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like... I don't like the comparison to Bohemian Rhapsody because that's a brilliant film. But, like, <laughs> I think I, I saw this movie a week ago and I've basically forgotten it. I, like, it just, it it was what I thought it would be. Like, I, I saw the trailer mm. for this. It seemed like a standard cliche racing sports movie. And I left the movie going, yeah, that's basically what I expected it to be. It was pretty much a paint by numbers. This is what happened. This is this. There's some decent stuff on it there's some very outlandish stuff as as we talked about in rush and any racing movie there's always going to be over the top stuff like i'm not going to sit here and nitpick all the absolute bullshit that they make racing out to be which is just absolutely false but to be honest a lot of this is fairly accurate about this guy um which is actually the the bit which is the most surprising like because a lot of this does seem very outlandish but honestly Mm. a lot of this is how it happened with yarn but it's fine. Like, I don't, like, this is a movie that I don't think I'll ever watch again. <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly, Driven is a terrible movie, but I'd rather watch Driven over this because at least that's so yeah. bad it's entertaining. Whereas this, it's just like, in two years' time, you and I are going to be like, oh, yeah, Gran Turismo was a movie. Um, <laughs> like, it's just so unmemorable. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just, it, you watch it and you're like, cool, I'll get on with my life. I think part of the frustration for me is that like Neil Blomkamp who directed this, I mean, District Nine is it? I'm nominated for Best Picture for a reason. It is, oh, it's an amazing movie. And then the movie he followed that up with, uh, Elysium, with Matt Damon and Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster basically playing a Bond villain oh, in a science fiction movie. Love that woman. Uh, such an such an underrated movie. Great movie. And even the the third movie made Chappie, which was uh, about the uh, robot, like an artificial intelligence robot. Uh, even that movie, I got bad reviews, but I'm like, it's a great movie. And like, to, to me, this is just, it's exactly what you said. It's so paint by numbers. It's so generic. And yes, a lot of the stuff is real um, that happened in this movie, but it's the way that they tell the story by choosing to not give character development mm. to anything but one that That's my biggest frustration in comparison to Bohemian Rhapsody, where it's like one guy has to be right on everything. And, and I, I wouldn't be so frustrated if it if that, that didn't, was the fact that that doesn't work in movies? You can't have, we, we complain about this in Titanic, that it's like, you can't have the, the main character be right about everything, you know? And, and it didn't feel like there was any type of emotional journey for this guy because he's just a guy who says, 
I want to race cars. And no matter what he does, like even if there's a scene with like breaks in this movie, it's like, okay, maybe that happened. But then everything else in the movie, he's like, no, I know what to do. And then the professionals are like, well, he does play video games. Yeah. <laughs> there's even points in this movie where he's like, no, I've played the game. I know. And that's obviously probably added in there, you know, because you, you have PlayStation and the makers of Grand Turismo are sponsoring this. But it's like, I, I can't behind a movie where there's a character that, isn't he's not an underdog if everything he says is right and i think the bigger frustrating thing is that this is just kind of like an obnoxious kid and like you have this setup for the relationship with his dad in this movie jaiman hunsu two-time academy award nominee um marvel and dc uh you know he the guy literally does everything and who? this movie tries to make it like <laughs> uh, who yeah, exactly the who guy from guardians <laughs> of the galaxy but uh the, or uh put your hand on my staff gross <laughs> better <laughs> but uh they, they um they 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 try to make this like the relationship of a, the dad didn't support this even the scene in this movie where the dad's like i'm sorry i didn't support you i'm like no from the position that this movie is you have a college dropout who stocks shelves plays video games all the time and miraculously says a race car driver but the only chance he actually had to do it by going to school he drops out mm. for no reason whatsoever and then the dad is supposed to apologize for not supporting him. Like the dad does nothing wrong with this movie. And a lot of the characters in this movie, even their other race car drivers, they should be skeptical of this guy. They should be nervous. And it's like, I just hate movies where the main character has to be right on everything. Yeah. And I agree with you completely. Cause I think like we did a movie recently, didn't we? Where like the, the father or the parents were painted as bad. And it's like, well, realistically they're not doing anything. Freddy got fingered. <laughs> Was it Freddy got fingered? Like, cause like it just, it comes yeah. Don't remind me that we watched that movie, but it's, it's more like, <laughs> but you're right because it's like, you know, when you've got to have that standard daddy issue, conflict, whatever, like, show them as a as a horrible, like, like I know you've not seen Rocket Man, but I watched that fairly recently, and that paints out Elton John's dad as a dick. Like, you know, like, and you, mm. you actively are like, oh, yeah, like, show him, like, you know, I didn't have good, and even his mum, Bryce Dallas, Texas, in that is not fantastic. Like, it's just... I don't like these movies where it's like, oh, girl, poor parents, when it's like, realistically, it's like, are they really that bad? Like, you, you know, what's he yeah. doing wrong? And you're you're right. Like, that's that's one big gripe I have in terms of how they portray this guy because, you know, like I mentioned, I played Grand Turismo. You've played Grand. You've played racing games. Like, uh, I mean, mm -hmm. this back in the day made the news because this does seem outlandish. Let's get a sim racer and turn them into a real life driver, and. You know, nowadays we live in a world where esports is a thing. It's on the cusp of being an Olympic sport, which don't get me started. But like in the world of Formula One, for example, every one of the 10 Formula One teams has an esport division. So if I was a good enough driver on F123 and the PlayStation 5, I could literally be a Ferrari driver. I could be have my dream mm -hmm. and drive for Ferrari in the esports world, right? But they treat it serious enough in competitions. So this is where we are now. But they never take those guys and put them in a Formula One car. Like, there's not mm -hmm. really a sport outside car racing where if I play FIFA a lot, they're not going to put me on the pitch for Manchester United this Saturday. Like, it's <laughs> it's it's a very rare sport where you can, quote, kind of do that. But there's still going to be that animosity for it. Like, it's, you know, it's... Yeah. You don't just take a person... Because it, it still has a bit of a, you know, a stereotype about gamers that you're not just going to put them in a car. So... I can see why there's going to be animosity towards a kid who's going to come up through and then thinks he knows everything. Because that scene with the brakes, you're right. Like, I know this. And, like, I love how, like, because this is so sponsored by Gran Turismo, every single time it's like, it's a video game. It's a driving simulator. <laughs> like, okay, I understand the differences in a way. 
But I'm sorry, I played this game with a controller in my hand. I never got a sim set up to make it completely perfect. So to me, it was a video game. I'm sorry. It's basically yeah. a video game. But yeah, like this, this. I mean, the guy who plays this, plays Yarn is like, he does what he can. I mean, you, you mm. know, but I, I like, I don't agree with you still on Bohemian Rhapsody, but that's your opinion. <laughs> but I still, I, I see more so in this one about how it's like, this guy's everything and like, you know, whatever. The, like the, the one, the, uh, one gripe about the racing world that really bothers me. There's like this whole sequence where, and again, this kind goes to show like you got to come overcome adversity when they create drama and tension for no fucking reason. The whole section mm-hmm. where he's got to finish fourth to get his super license to go into the thing. First of all, he's not going to be allowed to race in a series of that caliber without some form of FIA license. Completely false. Secondly, on debut, a guy who has only ever raced on a simulator and then done a couple of laps is running in fourth with two laps to go and gets taken <laughs> out by another driver and everybody's going off at him? Like, that's a yeah. fucking miracle. That's Ben Waterworth playing for Manchester United, having never played soccer before, <laughs> scoring three goals, but I lose the match and you're going off at mm-hmm. me. I've, I've pulled out a miracle. This guy should be touted as the next big thing. He's got talent. But they're going off at him. Oh, well, you've still got five races to go. No, give that guy a medal. Give him a license right there. Anyway, I need to get that off my chest. It's been a week. But I agree with pretty much everything we, you said. We talked about the, this movie series on uh, 007 on episode uh, coming out soon. But like the Rocky series, like there's similarities to Rocky because Rocky is a story about a very average boxer who wants to be more, but just he doesn't have everything not everything works out for him mm. and he gets just freak luck shot at the champion of the world nobody expects him to win and that movie does it so much better even though it's fictional because but again this is where it's like if you're going to dramatize events dramatize this is the other frustrating bohemian rhapsody you're going to dramatize events dramatize in a way that's not so predictable cool and runnings. make it something different I mean, cool runnings yeah make it give some emotion to it you know it's dramatized but it's something a little bit different and it, the difference with rocky is that in Rocky, they never try to make it out. Even by, I think, the third movie. The, the third movie happens, and there's still people telling Rocky, you're not a great fighter. You know, you're just really good at taking a punch, and you, you, you're you you're persistent. And this movie could have been that, but instead they try to make it where, like, the world best driver. And mm. I saw that, like, the guy had a lot of success, but, I mean, it's the condensing of this movie of three or four years of this guy's driving career and dozens and dozens before he had this type of success at yeah. many different levels and then they say it's a six race coming mid season at six races. And the biggest problem is uh, this is where the movie became so generic where I thought, well, this couldn't have been real. Turns out it is real. There's a very spectacular crash in this movie, which again, mm. looks great, but this is generating a lot of controversy yeah. because somebody died in that crash. And people are saying this crash happened like two or three years later. Yeah. And you're now moving it up in the timeline just for the purpose of trying to, give this guy an underdog story. It's like, all right, so an innocent bystander died so that you could make your hero more heroic than he was in real life, you know? Yeah. It's those types of changes to a movie where it's like, if you're going to do something like that, just make it original. But I mean, I'm watching this thing, like I've seen this all a million times. Like, yeah. just come up with something completely fictional, but surprise me. It's it's very much, uh, again, back on Bohemian Rhapsody train, but you were like, oh, this could be the TLC lifestyle movie of the week. Like, this yeah. felt like a... a TV miniseries or a t- like it didn't feel like a mm-hmm. and I realized I don't think this is like a big Hollywood blockbuster is it like I think it's Sony Pictures like I mean it's the first time I've ever seen PlayStation films before a uh, uh, a movie you know kind of the way they did that and 
I also think you, you know it's a type of movie that isn't like obviously completely backed by a massive studio when all the trailers are like really crappy looking art house films beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you got that beforehand, but I'm like, Jesus, what am I seeing? What are these movies? I think we're going to get a Kill Field trailer before this next time around. But um, yeah, it's it's that, and that's I think what I mean when like I kind of expected what I was going to get out of this film. Because even, mm-hmm. like, I think that's when we said this was a thing and we said, oh, let's go see it. Like, even the trailer, I was like, yeah, that just looks like, like I know what I'm going to see in this film. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like, again, it's not unwatchable. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, and yeah. one thing I'll say, too, about the characters in this film, like, Orlando Bloom's a bit of a weird character because, like, I'm, I've never been a big Orlando Blue fan. And I think it's the first time I've seen him since 2004. I didn't realise he's outside of, you know, getting his schlong out when he's, paddling with Katy Perry. Like, I didn't realise he was still a thing. But, like, at the beginning of this movie, I'm like, oh, he's kind of likeable. You know, like, he's got something about him in this film or whatever. And then all of a sudden they, like, flick a switch and, like, is he meant to be a villain? Like, are we meant to not like yeah. this guy? And then all of a sudden <sighs> he's, like, likeable again? And I'm like, huh? Like, I don't See, get what they're doing with Orlando Bloom in this film. Th- that that actually ties into one of my other big complaints about this movie, and that's the, the other character developments. Like, again, if you're going to make a biopic like this, you have over two hours. Like this movie's over two hours long. You have enough time to take a few minutes here and there and develop other characters. And with Orlando Bloom, like it's introduced like it's his story, but we don't have any of that backstory. I want to see a little bit about the build up to this, you know? Mm. Just give it five minutes about how he came up with this idea, you know? Uh they have him show up at this meeting and you see him so excited because he finally got uh, you know, somebody to agree to this incredible marketing idea. But like we don't see the context of all the the struggles before that, and then it's the same thing with trying to find the uh, I don't know what you call it, the engineer or the coach or whatever. Mm. When he eventually lands on David Harbor, you just see a bunch of names crossed off on a list. Like show me like a, a minute of you struggling because it gives that character development. And then when we do have that moment where you're like, oh, is he supposed to be a villain now? What it co- comes down to is something that this movie sets up and never falls through on, which would have set it apart from other movies. And that's that we have this kid. He's a good driver. He's really no better than the other drivers on the team. And this is, I think, one of the things where it becomes a little bit like the one-man vanity project. Uh, and the real, I'm, again, I'm not knocking the real guy. I mean, he had some success. But, like, when you read up on the real story, in reality, he did technically win this contract. But a handful of other drivers yeah. from that class competed on the same team. They competed together. They all kind of got contracts. Uh, but, of course, he's the only one. And the discussion that they have in this movie where Orlando Bloom is saying, it's like, okay, the problem is, is that I'm a marketing guy. And this is all meant to sell people on this idea. This kid can't talk in front of a camera. And they have a couple scenes showing that. And then they make that like a big point for this yeah. movie. Oh, but he's ne- he's not going to be a public persona. And then it never comes in for the rest of the movie. Great. Like, give us a little bit more of that. Like, I, as soon as they introduce that, I'm like, oh, this is, this is what's going to make this movie. How is he going to have to? Because that is a side of the business. You need to have a persona. You need to keep sponsors on board. Uh, and, and it's just, there's frustrating things like that. And even David Harbour's character, like they have him very much against it. The entire trailer seems to be built around David Harbour hating this idea, but then it's just flick a switch. And all of a sudden, no, he's this kid's number one fan. But I want to see a little bit of that. Like, listen, you can learn something from me. Like what's the point of having the expert on your team if the, the kid just teaches you everything? I never thought I'd utter these words, but this is where Driven does it better. 
Uh, <laughs> it does a lot of things better. Because, like, you know, if you remember that movie, like, Sylvester Stallone is brought back to help Kip Perdue, like, you know, get in the game because he's hotshot rookie and he needs to whatever, and there's, like, animosity between it, and Sylvester Stallone's the old hack racer, but then they form a bond and they, you know, like all the fun stuff you get in yeah. these sports movies. Again, the plot of this Brad Pitt Formula One movie that we're getting in a year or two, literally the plot of Driven. But, yeah, like, Driven does it better. Um, <laughs> but you're right. And, like, there's just other elements too, like this whole conflict around, oh, you've got one-shot race to qualify for this and he's rushing home and he's rushing to this internet cafe in London because that's a thing. Like, if that's such a one-shot deal, how come when he goes to the actual shootout, there's, like, three other British guys? Like, I mean, there were yeah. obviously other, like, European qualifiers that you could still qualify for. Yeah, it's 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 a bit strange. But, I mean, like, again, there is still... Like, I was never bored in this. It's one of those movies where you are nitpicking mm-hmm. and going, like, okay, this is an issue. Like, the Le- again, a motor racing nitpick. The Le Mans thing when they're like, oh, he got third in Le Mans. Yeah, in, like, Category 3... Like that'd be like saying like he that was won- something I read upon. It yeah. was like like oh like he won the ice hockey trophy and now he's a champion of the world. Like in junior B, like he didn't win the Stanley <laughs> Cup. Like I mean, no, not taking away from this you know former video gamer getting on the podium at a tier of twenty four hours of Le Mans. That's still a hard race to do, but it wasn't like the top category anyway. Um, I think like you know throughout this movie, like it's still it's fast paced, like it's it's edited like a video game. I mean, I feel we've moved past this trope of video game movies and media in general. Cause I mean, everyone talks about the last of us, like as a TV series, like that it's very cliche, right? Like, you know what you're going to get in a video, like video mm-hmm. game movies always treated you the same way. That's why we never had a great video game movie. We went back when we did Tomb Raider and sort of those movies, they're very, Oh, we've got to keep this in line with what video games are like. We've moved yeah. past that. Like, Sonic is maybe, I don't know, an example of that, but, like, we've seen other movies recently of video game adaptations that are like, okay, this is a great movie and it can stand on its own two feet. And now The Last of Us blew us all away with how good that can be. But I think this kind of goes back into that trope. This is like a a 2008 video game movie. This is like what you would Mm -hmm. expect in the 2000s of a video game movie. It's like, Gran Turismo fans, well, let's do the famous Gran Turismo sound effects. Let's do the famous shot of when he's winning, like slow it down with like the, that visual of like the trailer of Gran Turismo. Like they use so many tropes of Gran Turismo to kind of tap into those fans. And I, again, I was never a super fan, but I know enough to realize, oh, that's from the video game. That's from the video game. That's from the Pokemon freaking Detective Pikachu did it subtly enough a few years ago that it wasn't like, you know, being a dick to you. But this, I don't know, it feels like a, 2000s video game movie. I'm going to be interested once Blue Beetle opens over there to talk about Blue Beetle because you 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 clued me in on a similarity between this and Blue Beetle and that they're both kind of throwbacks to um, maybe movies about 15, 20 years ago of their genre. But I feel like the biggest difference without giving too much away about Blue Beetle is that with Blue Beetle, it was sort of intentional and with this one, it's not. I feel like with this, they were trying to make the next rush or the next Ford versus Ferrari. And they're just like, well, it, we just, this is the best we got. It, it's generic. Let's just go with it. I think the biggest problem with this movie for me is that it just, all it did was remind me of much better movies. And it probably doesn't help that we just watched rush, which, you know, I, I thought was probably even better on a second viewing than I did the first time around. Cause I, again, I wasn't that big of a fan of it. Uh, it's just, yeah, it just, it reminds you of everything that did it better. Mm. Uh, now we should talk quickly about the cast. Like again, I say I don't like the kid in this movie. It's the, it's the way the character's written. I would say not even so much the way the character's written, the way that this movie positions that character. 
you know? Because if you were to edit this movie slightly differently, include a little bit more material for other characters, uh, then I don't think I would resent this character as much. A kid, he does okay with it. Yeah, again, with what he has. Orlando Bloom is kind of fun to watch in this movie. And it, it reminds me of like, not that he's ever going to be a great actor, but that he he does have like a charismatic presence. David Harbour steals every scene in this movie. Oh, he steals every scene in every David movie Harbour. he's in. He's, he's amazing. Um, but Jerry Halliwell is in this movie. Jerry Halliwell um, Horner. Horner, sorry. I'll get um, to that, yeah. But I, uh, I, I watched this movie, didn't realize it was her. When the movie ended, I sort of looked at the cast. I'm like, is that who that was? <laughs> uh, I don't know if she's much of an actress. Is this a bit, but you said she's all the real story or is this just sort of like well, uh, kinda, racing in general? I got like, I didn't know she was in, I think it was like the day when I bought my ticket and it comes up with like, Grand Truth Story, inspired by a true story. Like it has like a bit of the cast underneath it and then it's spoiled. Like it says like, you know, blah, 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 Jerry. I'm like, Jerry Halliwell Horner's in what? Really? So I looked it up. So she is married to the team principal, like the boss of one of the Formula One teams. So she's married to the Christian Horner, who's like the boss of Red Bull, who were like the, you know, the top Formula One team at the moment. So she's like heavily involved in Formula One, at least. You always see her at the races now. Like if you ever watch Drive to Survive on Netflix, like they'll always do an episode each season on Christian Horner hanging out with Jerry Halliwell at home. So yeah, they've been married for quite some time. So when I say she's involved in motor racing, she's married to like, you know, it'd be like mm. if she was married to like the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, you, you know, that's kind of that's right. how prominent, you know, she, her marriage is. Um, and I think they've got a couple of kids together now as well. So I, I mean, assuming she got that connection based on her involvement in the motor racing. I mean, honestly, though, like I, I mean, I saw the Spice Girls movie as a kid. I don't think that's a good gauge of acting ability, but like. She wasn't that bad. Like the the one scene where she cries, that was pretty horrible. That was like drama school acting. But like honestly, like if you didn't know this was her, and clearly you didn't, yeah. surely you can watch this and go, oh, she's just an actress. Like you know, she wasn't like exactly terrible. Yeah. It wasn't like watching Madonna in a movie. You know? hey. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll I'll try not to be too harsh because again, I don't have that much of a problem with Madonna as an actress. Uh, but uh, sound clear. Uh, sound clear. on the movie, not 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 die another day. Not I'll die cut day. that. Where you go? I didn't have that much problem with Madonna. But cut it. <laughs> I'm just never gonna say the name Madonna again because I'll be edited into a soundbite. Uh, but uh, I mean, I have a bit of problem with the character because again, like they they set this up like there's supposed to be some drug because there's even a scene in this where. I'm wondering, so where are like his parents? Like mm. there's no scene. There's one quick scene where he calls his mom, but like we don't get any type of development that his family and him are at odds. And then there's like, he's avoiding their phone calls. I'm like, this is just weird. Like I just kind of feel for the parents more than anything, but I mean, she's fine. You know, she's in, I, I didn't think she was terrible in the movie. Uh, I assumed she was just another actress. So good for her. Um, I don't know if there's much else I want to say on this movie. Uh, it did, kind of make me excited to go back and watch driven uh even oh. some other movies are considered bad like driven or days of thunder i think just do it slightly better than this definitely movies like rush and ford versus ferrari do it better than this i'm sure that the ferrari movie is going to do it better than this uh this is going to be the weirdest thing for me because i've been flip-flopping on what i should do with this movie and in the end this movie's enjoyable enough like i wasn't bored i didn't dislike i disliked the things about this movie but I didn't dislike the experience of watching this movie. But in the end, like, I don't think I could go to say rent this movie because it would almost imply, yeah, you know, you should check this out if it's for free or if you get it for 99 cents and 99 cent bin or something like that. Like, 
I would just say, go watch a better movie than this. Like, there's nothing necessarily that wrong with it, but like, I couldn't recommend it. I don't think I'd ever go to my way to see it again. So this is, this would be a very respectable bin for me. Oh wow. Okay. Um, I mean, I think everything you just said. Like, I mean, it's it's a rent for me, but like, I think everything. Like, if if this was free, like, if like, hey, I've got free tickets to see Gran Turismo, or it's ninety nine cents. Like, sure. Like, it's it's fine. I wouldn't say you know you could do worse. Um, but no, I I would Ready still. Well, exactly. Stop saying that movie. Um, but you know, it's it's a it's a low rent from me. Like again, it's a movie that I will never, I'll say, revisit in my life. Uh, <laughs> probably not. But um, yeah, like I don't think they're going to be doing the Gran Turismo extended universe. Um, hopefully not. Um, but I mean, one actually that'd be interesting. Maybe we maybe we do one. You just do like cheesy video game movies because I've never seen Need for Speed. I know it's got Aaron Paul in it, but I know it didn't get great reviews. Oh yeah. But, um, I mean, that that alone, you just want to see Aaron Paul. You want to see him driving around calling yeah. everyone a bitch while he's, you know, uh, racing cars. But, yeah, it's a it's a low rent for me. We don't disagree on anything. We just d- d- decide. One of us decides this is worth one 99 cents cheap. more than the other. <laughs> I'm keeping my 99 cents. Yeah. <laughs> That'll pay for uh, 170th of a jersey. Colin, I don't know. Colin's got uh, 99 cents and Gran Turismo isn't one of them. No. <laughs> I, I will say I, I do appreciate though that like somebody has made a movie about an underdog story like this. I kind of wish that they they made it a little bit more of a true story or made it less generic. Uh, but it is also cool that you're getting a video game that's like it's not a video game movie. Like even when we we're talking with Noah about this this morning. It's like they made a movie out of Gran Turismo. Like not really. They made a well, movie about a real story that's inspired that's, by Gran Turismo. Oh, and that's and that's a positive that like sometimes you see there's an IP out there and they're just like, oh, how are they going to make them? Like, I, I know there was, yeah. there's two that I don't think I've ever uh, got past development, but like, I know years ago they announced they were going to make a movie based on Monopoly and they were going to make, oh, ba- yeah. make a movie based on The Sims. And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. well, like besides the obvious of let's get those fans in to watch them. Well, like, like even Barbie, like, let's be honest, how do you make a Barbie movie? And yeah. they, you know, sort of pulled that off. But like, it's just, sometimes you just get a product because it's popular. And yet they at least took the Gran Turismo name and yet yeah, turned it into something. Like I'm a massive Grand Theft Auto fan and mm. I would love to see a Grand Theft Auto movie, but at the same time I don't because like that's something you've got so many different stories for it and I'm worried they would butcher it. Whereas this, it's like, well, how do you make a Gran Turismo movie but you somehow managed to do it? So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be more interested to see a documentary on the real guy, you know? Um, yeah. But if, if nothing else, the movie's at least got me interested enough to read for about five minutes. On he did his own stunt videos. work, which is pretty cool. Good that was him. cool, yeah, because I saw a little, uh, before the movie, I saw a little, uh, I don't know, 60-second making of thing where they actually talked about, like, it, it's kind of one of the only instances. Uh, I think they they said this is the only time somebody's on their own stunts. Although there's a movie, uh, I, I would Tom probably rank it... In, uh, well, <laughs> doing stunts of their own true story, I guess. We didn't have the real Freddie Mercury doing anything in Bohemian Rhapsody. But, well, it's like Madonna, um, she's going to direct her own biopic. That's why I love her. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but there's a, a movie called Touching the Void. It's it's technically a documentary. One of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life. But it's a movie about a mountain climbing accident. And the two guys the movie was about came back like 20 years later and reclimbed the same peak to do stunts of this movie story that almost killed them because the movie kind of combines dramatic reenactments and everything but uh it is still very cool that they actually did that as jamie's very excited. hi jamie she didn't see Grace happy well. birthday uh, happy birthday jamie um uh, <laughs> she's just making faces now 
Uh, other reviews coming. Uh, the Blue Beetle. What's? The, do you have the date that it opens for you? September. Um, that, September. Th- there was a there was a trailer for it before this movie. Um, so and it just said September. Um, if I quickly look here under coming soon, I can see that um, there is a lot of movies coming out that I've never heard of. Uh, my Greek, big fat Greek wedding three, seven, oh, yeah. uh, September 14th, it comes out. So two weeks. This is kind of a weird thing because we've pretty much been in sync outside of No Time to Die for like release dates overseas and uh, North America. But uh, it is so odd when uh, I said, oh, yeah, the Blue Beetle comes out this week. And you're like, oh, I'm not getting that till September. And you're like, well, Gran Turismo's out now. And this was like two weeks ago. I'm like, it doesn't come out for me for another two weeks. So I don't know they just swapped release dates or something. I like, uh, there I is just, the Equalizer. I just want to really touch on that. I love this. Coming soon, there's a movie called Cat Person. And it looks like some sort of erotic movie. There's like two people like making out. <laughs> like that's a movie about me, apparently, like just making out. Judy Dench and Idris Elba, Ooh. cat person, Ooh. making out. They're there. No Taylor we watched Swift, that hopefully. one. Yeah, but uh, the Equalizer 3 comes out uh, this week for me, and I know you've never seen the first two Equalizer movies. Uh, Jamie's gone to each one with me, and we're going to go this week. I don't know if we'll get around to doing a review, but hopefully she's grunting. I hope she's not grunting about seeing the Equalizer because it's amazing. Uh, and then, yeah, you mentioned my big fat Greek wedding. I will, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see it. I don't know whether, again, we'll bring a review. Otherwise, we got the 24 episodes and uh, our rom-com month starting when? Next week? Uh, yes, next week. Yes. And we're starting with Pretty Woman. Uh, Walking down movie the street. I haven't street. seen in years. Yeah. That, now, that, that needed to be uh, in the soundtrack for this movie. <laughs> Black Sabbath, Kenny G. Yep. And Pretty Woman by Roar Episode. Uh, but uh, we're going to be doing rom-com month, which is going to be two Julia Roberts movies, two Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan's. Uh, so we're going to have Pretty Woman, Notting Hill, Sleepless in Seattle and you've got mail. So everybody can get excited about those men and women because we pick some good movies that are rom-coms for men. I think I, I look, I look honestly like the fact that you and I are getting more excited for some of these movies and a lot of the movies we've done this year, but like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, we live in 2023 men can like men can like whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As Jamie leaves the picture, uh, <laughs> you can listen to all those episodes as she comes back in and paces back and forth. Uh, find whatever you can of us on YouTube. We're not on YouTube. No, that's our other shows, the ones that actually win awards. Uh, Google Podcasts and uh, Apple Podcasts because Stitcher's no more, sadly, yeah. as of I think two days from when this episode airs. Um, Rip which Stitcher. I'm sad because I had to switch to Google Podcasts, and I'm not that big of a oh, fan. Oh, you actually used it? Uh, oh, I didn't realize people used it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was the Android one. Spotify. Get on Spotify. One. That's what we're on. People like us on I'm Spotify. I'm also not. Yeah, many. I'm also not a fan of Spotify. <laughs> I just got TikTok like a month ago. Come on. Give me like five more years yeah, so I get on Spotify. We're really behind the times. We're, we're David Harbour with Walkmans here. <laughs> hey, I miss Walkmans. God love David, what a man! David I just Harper. I watched the like I obviously technically just watched Quantum of Solace in a weird way in that TV show format. I'm like, God, I love this man. I'd grab him by the and junk. And when we did the recap, you guys were were on my case because I said he was about one of my favorite things in the movie. Yeah, and well, you're like, no, not this guy. We were young and dumb. That was like five years ago, Colin. Come on, we've matured since then. Now he's the good thing with Quantum of Solace. Well, I mean, that's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of competition. Uh, my name is Colin and da 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 da
uh, my name saxophone. is saxophone. All right, G. oh Kenny G, oh more Kenny G. <laughs> and my name is Ben. And how's the world? Spice up your life, everybody. Every girl, spice up your life. People of the world, spice up your life. Uh... Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs>